Hi guys, and welcome back to Progress Over Perfection with your host, Anna Rowe. So today we are talking about dopamine detoxes, what they are, why they're important, how we can achieve them. So this is something that I think is so prevalent and so important to talk about, especially in such a fast-paced, digitalized, everything at our fingertips type of society. Right now we're at a state in our lives, especially if you're a teenager or a young adult, where you are probably online so often. You know, you're probably on social media or, you know, you're staring at a screen for school or maybe you're watching streaming services like Netflix or whatever. Like, you're always online. You're always connected. And I think it's so profound to think about how we live in such a connected world yet we are so disconnected as individuals to each other to ourselves to just our overall sensations and feelings and so today I wanted to talk about it so let me just start by saying and kind of explaining what dopamine is I think this is pretty important if we're going to detox dopamine let's understand what it is so dopamine is a monoamine neurotransmitter. It's a catecholamine neurotransmitter and it's a hormone. So basically all those fancy words just boils down to it's going to control how we feel. It's connected to our brain and it's going to control how we feel. It has significant roles in our movement, our memory, our learning, our pleasure. And there are several areas in the brain where dopamine is concentrated. So for example, we have the hypothalamus, which That's a structure that's main function is to maintain homeostasis, like your internal balance, you know, by managing hormones and the nervous system. Dopamine is also in the olfactory bulb, which is a structure related to your sense of smell. It's in the retina, a layer of various cells within the eyes that are going to enable, you know, your vision and allow your brain to perceive visual pictures. It's also in the ventral tegmental area which controls your different behaviors like stress modulation learning memory reward processing even drug addiction and it's also in the substantia nigra which is going to modulate your motor movements and your reward functions so basically it's in your brain and it's in a lot of places and it's important because it is found in these areas that control significant body functions so obviously it is very important now we also like where do we derive dopamine from that comes from things like exercise from eating a really good meal even from having a successful conversation like all of those little things contribute to our dopamine now i want to talk about dopamine's link to mental health this is something that is really interesting so this is a hormone that is very important. It controls how we feel, right? And it also has major links to mental health. So according to WebMD, most mental health disorders and challenges are either caused by too much or too little dopamine in your brain and in those different parts. So for example, drug addiction. Drugs such as cocaine, they cause huge waves of dopamine that are going to tremendously satisfy your natural reward system. So you're going to just feel an overall sense of pleasure after doing these drugs. 
what happens, you know, with this repeated drug use, your threshold for experiencing that pleasure is going to increase. So that means that you're going to need more drugs to achieve that same high that you initially felt. It's also to men- like not to mention it's also super dangerous. It can cause you to do things that you wouldn't normally do and lose yourself, lose your purpose in the process. So it like literally too much dopamine causes drug addiction. Also, schizophrenia. Schizophrenia symptoms like hallucinations, delusions, these are all caused by too much dopamine in certain parts of the brain. It's also going to play a a role in excessive social media use. So this is really interesting, and this is super prevalent probably to most of our listeners. So according to Harvard University, social media platforms use specific algorithms to take advantage of our dopamine-driven desire for social validation. Like I said in the beginning, we get dopamine hits from a successful conversation with people or just an overall perception of like, yeah, they get me, like I'm accepted. It's important, like you need to feel accepted to be healthy, to feel healthy, to function normally. And so they these platforms are going to take advantage of that need that natural need with it within their algorithm symptom or systems so for example instagram's notification algorithms this is really interesting sometimes they'll actually withhold likes on posts so that they can deliver them in larger bursts later on so you're going to get a larger hit of dopamine that is so interesting like we are literally just going through the motion. We're trying to feel more dopamine and more dopamine. Same thing. If you keep on feeling it, you're going to need more. You're going to want more and more and more. Um, you know, also with consistent use, you're going to naturally, like as you continue to use social media, you're going to expect to be rewarded each time you check social media. So you're going to like form this really strong incentive to continuously go on, to continuously check these platforms and to hear these alerts and just stay connected because it makes you feel good because of the dopamine. I think that's also a really good thing to ponder. Does it actually make you feel good? Like, do you feel refreshed? that type of good or do you just feel like high like is it just this mental high that you're achieving it totally is so smartphones and dopamine let's talk about it each time we check our phones our brains release small amounts of dopamine and now dopamine is related to our um motivation it gives us motivation to do things so when we hear a ding on our phone when we hear an alert from our different social media platforms, our brains immediately go to check it. We grab our phone. Even if we don't like go open up our phone and look on the actual thing, like we get a sensation of like dopamine that's telling us like, ooh, that's kind of fun. Like, let's go check that. And maybe you'll just pick up your phone and like read the notification. Nonetheless, you're still being like triggered to do that. And then What's even more like dangerous about this is that that temporary boost in dopamine is going to lead to an eventual letdown. You're going to eventually just feel so let down. It's going to lead to depression, anxiety, feelings of like low self-esteem, different things like that. That is why it is so dangerous. It's also the fact that you are continuously stimulating your brain. It, it's really hard to like calm your central nervous system. You know what I mean? You can't 
always be connected and stimulated all the time. So why should we detox? Now, detoxing and going on our social media platforms, even just going on our phone like less, has significant benefits. We're going to have less chronic stress and anxiety because we're going to be less stimulated from calls, texts, emails, social media alerts. We're just going to be more present. We're also going to have deeper connections with ourselves and others. When I say ourselves, we're going to be more mindful of how we feel. We're going to be more mindful of our breath, of how our clothes feel, of how our sensations feel when we walk and it's a little chilly outside or when we take that first sip of coffee or tea or we bite into something that we really enjoy eating. Different things like that. You're going to be more mindful. You're going to be more at center with yourself and your emotions and also with others. When you put down the phone, you can fully be present. You can actually like practice active listening skills to where you are listening to people, you're understanding them, you're giving them like acknowledgement that you are listening and you are actually like getting something out of it. Like you're understanding their point of view, you're having a meaningful conversation that makes you feel better. We also have sharper critical thinking skills and more creativity. So think of it. When you go to think of something and and you don't know it, do you like oftentimes go to Google for it? Like, do you just search it up and kind of look for it without actually like taking the time to think like logically like, hmm, let me just think before I search it up or something like that. That immediate gratification from Googling whatever it was hinders our ability to think quickly and to make clever decisions later on in the future. It like literally limits our ability to think for ourselves and to tap into our creativity and to really like tune in our in on our thinking skills and become sharper quicker thinkers and observing more also we have more gratitude when we're online less because think of it every time you go online you're being exposed to so many different lives to so many different perspectives and narratives and um materials and people with different lives and different circumstances and situations and even if we're not aware subconsciously we're always like comparing ourselves to people it's like a fundamental need to fit in and when we feel like we don't fit in when we feel like we stick out or something of the sorts it literally will cause us to feel discontentment It will cause us to feel like we are less than, and overall, we just don't feel good about ourselves. So when we're online less, not only are we like more grateful for our situation, for ourselves, even from overcoming our specific circumstances, but we're also like overall more grateful. Like we can fully understand that like, yeah, you know, all of these different moments in my life, they're all like different shades but I need them to make the color of my life, you know? Like, we need these different situations to really make a complete and full and meaningful life. And so when you're online less, you can really tap into that feeling of just gratitude. So now that I've talked about dopamine, its connection to mental health and our smartphones, and even the benefits of it, I saved the best for last. How do we do a dopamine detox? This is something that's really fun, and I feel like it's centered on intention. It's centered on being intentional 
and being grounded and present. Really, I think a dopamine detox is all about like having your mind be where your feet are in the present moment. So some ways we can do that. First of all, turn off your notifications. If you have an iPhone and you're an Apple user, utilize the different focuses that that product allows you to do. So you can let certain people come through on your notifications, whether it be your mom, your dad, whoever you need to like get in contact with easily, you can have that on and then maybe like have everything else turned off in the background, only visible when you like actually go to check it. And this will just make you less stimulated. It'll make you think clearer. It'll just be better because constant alerts are going to create unrest, anxiety, fear. We don't need that. We just, we don't need that. It's not natural and we shouldn't always be in that state of worry. So turn off your notifications. Also, I would suggest setting aside your phone during meals and really just paying attention to the food that you're eating and your surroundings and the people that you're sitting with. You know, savor your food, pay attention to your hungry cues so that you don't eat too little or too much um, that will like make you not feel good after you eat. And overall, just note how you feel, like note how the food is making you feel. That is like one of the easiest ways, like pay attention to how you feel in the current moment. Another thing, and I think this is super important, is to have phone-free mornings. So instead of immediately going on your phone, which like I said, when you pick up the phone, you get those hits of dopamine. When we stay off of our phone in the morning, we're not going to like crave more and more and more and just create a cycle of like going on our phone throughout the day. When we just have a phone-free morning, we can do things like enjoy a cup of coffee, we can read a book, pray or meditate, enjoy a healthy breakfast, maybe like spend some extra time getting ready in the morning so you feel your best and not rushed. Like utilize the time that you have and don't waste it. Don't waste your life behind a screen. Another thing is to go outside more. Daily walks are so good. Every time I go on a walk or I'm outside or I'm in nature or I just, I feel the sunlight on my skin, I just feel so much better about life. I feel so much better about my situation. It's like a good reminder that even after all of the chaos that is life, you will be okay. Like you just pay attention to the breeze and the sun and the trees, like you will be okay you will make it through that like whatever the situation is you will make it through it you will make it through (laughs) and i like just going outside it's a really good reminder of that also don't go on your phone for at least like 30 minutes before bed it's not gonna it's gonna make your mind like wired especially if you have blue light emitting through your phone maybe you don't have like your nightlight on your phone that makes the screen more orange if you don't have that on you are like receiving those that blue light which stops the production of melatonin in your body it's going to make it really hard to fall asleep if you struggle with something like insomnia question like like ask yourself am i going on my phone a lot before bed am i like really anxious or wired or something that may be why Um, so, you know, instead be intentional about ending your day. 
drink some chamomile tea, take some melatonin and magnesium, two vitamins that are really, really good for deep restorative sleep. Journal, read, take some deep breaths. Just really be intentional about having a nice night to yourself. And then lastly, keep track of how many times you check your phone. I think this is really great, especially like you can utilize like screen time on your phone. It'll tell you actually how many pickups you have on your phone and even how many times you visit certain apps. It's just a really great reminder to kind of stay mindful of how much you are depending on your phone and how many times you go to your phone for maybe comfort, pleasure, gratification, like keeping track of that will make you more aware and just overall it'll make you want to stay off of your phone less. Now when I say a dopamine detox, maybe that seems really overwhelming to start doing. I think it's the little things. I think it's really extreme, especially if you are constantly going on your phone to say, okay, for like one whole day or one whole week or weekend or whatever, I'm going to like stay off of my phone completely. Like, is that feasible? Is that like sustainable? Will you carry that out in the future? I think that it's the little steps that we can do throughout our day that make us more intentional so that we do get to that point in our lives where we wake up one day and we're like, hmm, I don't want to check my phone. Like, I actually don't want to check my phone. And I think it's those little steps that build your life. You know, it's it's like that quote that says your habits build your life. There's There's more to it, but it's like, what you do every day, like those small habits shape the trajectory of your life. So really start small. That is my biggest suggestion for this. And also be graceful with yourself because we do live in a society and uh, we go on these apps that are literally designed to manipulate our hormones and are literally, they're, they're designed, they're by designed (laughs) they're by design flawed and they want us to keep on checking and checking so be graceful with yourself start small and just really focus on being intentional so that is all i have for you guys today check us out next week and thank you for listening